The Green Suitors Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support our show, go to patreon.com forward slash the Green Suitors Podcast. Before getting into this episode, we'd like to thank the following patrons for pledging at the $3 tier or above. Kyle Foote, Will Hooper, Jim Lindley, and Eric Barber. Thank you for your support. Now, on to the show. Yes. What have you been up to the last two weeks? I, I haven't been on at all for the last two weeks. I know. You've been MIA. I have been. I have been. I um, think, um, go ahead. No, I, I just took like a... I my, I start school next week, and so I just kind of took a break from everything. Kind of one last deep breath before the, the semester starts. Yeah. How many credit hours you taking? Uh, this is my shortest semester, and I'm only taking 12 hours. Cool. Every other semester has been like 18, I think, 18 or 19. Yeah. I know that grind. Yeah, 18 or 19, I definitely wouldn't want anything to do with that. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't fun. But what have you been up to, Jason? Um, besides eating a lot of pizza and wings with Sedge. Woo, baby! Um, I started the um, the walnut dining room table. Uh, I'm actually got all my stuff set up on the bottom side of the tabletop right now. Wait, and this isn't the this isn't the collaboration one, right? No, with Eric, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just spoke to him the other day and he's been super busy with the uh, Craftsman's legacy stuff and, and his other business. So um, he hasn't even started on the base yet, which is fine because I haven't even started on the top. So we're kind of just playing that one by ear. That's really not a rush. Um, my goal is to get this table done probably in the next uh, week or two, which I think is completely feasible because the base is pretty much already done minus the final finish work. And then obviously the finishing um, and then the the base i think is going to be fairly straightforward so it's really just i've spent more time prepping it already for finish and small little details than i have actually building it but i got the c channels installed yesterday uh which i was up in the air about whether or not i was going to do but i did this is a client build right yeah kind of yeah yeah it's for it's for one of the it's yeah yeah okay that's what i thought so i want to get this done uh and out of here and Uh, I'm not rushing it, but really I've just been spending like the last week trying not to be out in the shop doing other things because Nicole and Leo, I mean, by the time this podcast Mm -hmm. comes out, they'll been gone for a couple weeks, but they're leaving on Thursday. And so I've really been making uh, an effort to, uh, you know, not be out here. I came out here a little while on Sunday, um, yesterday, which was, which was nice. Uh, got a little bit done, but that's probably all I'll do until thursday after i drop them off but when they're gone all of my free time will be out here so and then the other thing i've been doing is has to do with the question so i'll save that do you have a lot of stuff lined up that you're going to try to get done and when i say Um, a lot of stuff you'll probably get one of the things done yeah uh i I kind of want to well i mean you know now that i'm back at work as normal again you know I, i work way more now than i ever did since being here and but the good news is, is that now, like, I might get home at, you know, four or five o'clock and I can be out here until the shop until 10 and, and take all the time I want. And then on the weekends, I can be out here as much as I want. So I'm going to have a lot of time, but I can only do so much. So 
Uh, Nicole and I have kind of been talking about a couple things. She wants me to make Leo's bed. So I think that's probably going to be a, a priority. And then I've been thinking about redoing the laundry room area, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Hmm. I, I kind of want to maximize the amount of time I have to like get ahead on content, to be honest with you. Yeah. Cause I've got like the video schedule for the whole year and I could probably start leaning forward on a few things. Um, so I'm, I'm really trying to follow that schedule uh, big time because I haven't been following the schedule. And I think that that's been hurting me and my channel, uh, just being so random. You, you know, I've talked to you about this multiple times. Um, yeah. So I'm really just trying to commit like, hey, here's my schedule for the rest of the year. This is what I'm going to do as a minimum. You, you saw it. I, you know, I sent it to you. Yeah. I mean, that is like at a bare minimum. That is what I am going to do for the rest of this year. If I, if I work something in in between those videos, great. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not going to stress. Uh, I'm not going to stress over it. So, so let's, let's put a pin in that because I want to come back to that. Okay. But first, but first, Sedge, tell me about your trip to Maine. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> well, we, uh, I, <clears throat> I do this every year, but it's usually in March. I go to uh, Journal of uh, Light Construction, JLC, Northeast. It, oh, my God. I saw, I saw so many friends up there, but I also um, met a lot of cool people. Um, they actually knew you, Jason. I was uh, yeah, it was kind of funny. They go, hey, I know Jason Bent, but you want us something even wicked cooler? They've been listening to the Green Suiters podcast, which I thought mm. was bad to the bone. Um, That's awesome. So I left there. We had a wicked good time. Man, they make good beer in New England. <clears throat> and then, uh, <laughs> and then I went up to see my sister and brother-in-law. And uh, just hung out. I did. I absolutely did nothing for like awesome. three, three or four days. And uh, I didn't leave my sister's house. We only went out one night for dinner. Guess what I had? Wingies. Said she liked wingies. <laughs> <laughs> they had Were some they good vinegar? ones at the Gridiron in uh, Lewiston. Um, and that's where I grew up in Lewiston, Maine. So long story short. It was fun, and thanks for asking. I got back, and did you, did you, get, did you get any lobster? Nope, um, I'm not a lobster fan. Boy, my what? Lo- nah, come on, oh, man. That's, we're about that's to old. we're about to pull your we're about to pull your main card, man. No, oh, we're about to pull yours if you like it, because I don't like it either. No, 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 no. I didn't say. I didn't Why am I like even it. friends with y'all? What's wrong I don't with know. People? But growing up, I had a choice when we had my dad's business. Uh, I was out at up to camp. And we get the whole company there, and my brothers and I, we could either have lobster or steak, and we went for the steak, man. You know, everybody was glomming on lobster, and we just had all the steak we could pump in our mouths. It was awesome, and that was up to camp. God, that brings back a hell of a memory. I, I didn't say I had any good food, man. I had some killer haddock fish and chips with some clam chowder okay. at the Weather Vane in, in uh, Kittery. Right across from Kittery. the trading post. Kittery. Kittery. Right across from the... Right. I can't do right. clam chowder, man. Oh, dude. They make the bad to the ball. I, I didn't... I hadn't had clam chowder for... Oh, God. For so many years. And about four or five years ago, I just started eating it again. And I forgot how much I liked it. Jason, do you, you remember the clam chowder MRE? 
it was like, it was like I one do of the remember side, it. I never had. It was like it was like one of the side meals. That's why I don't like. That's why I can't do clam chowder. Because somebody ate it once and it didn't stay down, and so that smell has Ugh. has penetrated my brains and has never left. So I'm not can, very. I'm not familiar can, with clam chowder. I'm a little familiar with clam chowder though. Whatever. <laughs> well, that's good, man. I'm, I'm glad that you had a you had an awesome time. I know you've you've been talking about that for weeks. Looking forward oh, to it. And, been so long since you've seen your, your sister and her husband. And been two years, man. Been two years because of this long pandemic time. thingy. Yeah. But uh, it was good reconnecting. I got my brother in law is Iron Man. He's just, he's such a good dude. And we were That's out awesome. in the woods, and I think I got a little poison ivy, which was nice. Oh, man. Yeah. But it's, it's uh, in remission now, my little poison ivy. <laughs> That's the worst, man. I hate poison ivy. I see As they scratch the head. back of my head. <laughs> yeah. My youngest, she, she's a she's a magnet for poison ivy. She's always in it. I always yeah. point it out to her. I show it to her. I'm like, this is poison ivy. She says, okay. And then we'll go somewhere else. And I'll say, what plant is this? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> That's why, she, like, she's perpetually covered in poison ivy. It's every month she has it. I'm like, oh, why do you keep doing this to yourself? And it, it doesn't seem to phase her though. Like she doesn't really care. She'll be like, "Hey, Dad, my my you know arm or leg or whatever's itching," and I'll put some calamine on it, and then she's fine after that. I remember being a kid and just being miserable with poison ivy. Same. Like I hated it. I hate. Like I just I couldn't do anything else. I'm pretty sure I'm I'm pretty sure I'm not allergic to it. Really? There's yeah, a very because small percentage that are not. My dad wasn't allergic to it. I mean, I know. I mean, you know it down at uh, Fort Knox in the summertime for cadet summer training. Like, oh, it's terrible. I mean, I was it's out in the woods where it's everywhere Kentucky. with, yeah, with the rest of the the cadets and laid in it, slept in it, rubbed across, and I've never ever ever broken out. So, wow. I think I'm one of those lucky few. Growing up as it's, a kid, it's hard to get it's hard to get poison ivy when you're when you never get off the fire breaks, Jason. Well, <laughs> when I never get out of the van. <laughs> I didn't say that I like was bare skin sleeping in it. My van was just parked on it. <laughs> I was in the vicinity of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was around. I could tell. I saw a bunch of other kids break it out, so I, I just stayed in my van. But I was all over it. <laughs> With my tires. My yeah. tires were all over it. Yeah. <laughs> Every nice. now and then, I rolled my window down. But like, hey, you guys, you guys okay out there? Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, in all fairness, like. Cadet summer training was very tough for me because I, I was a first sergeant for two of the years. And it would get really, really, really like hot outside. But the AC in my in my car, my van always worked really good. And sometimes it would get so cold and I had to roll the window down just to let some of that cold air out. It's rough. God. Leadership 101 right there. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Lead by example. Yeah, in, case, in case anybody's uh, wondering, I am, I am going to be doing leadership conferences. <laughs> I'll be charging uh, $1,200 for leadership advice. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, that's how we met, Jason. That's how we met was at CST. Me giving you leadership advice, you're right. <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah, Fort Knox, that's right. In the woods. In the woods, actually. That's right. It was at uh, the river crossing site, right? It was. Oh. Sedge, one of these days I'll have to tell you the romantic story about how Ben and I met. Oh, you met in the woods. It was actually 
I, sometimes I feel bad because I had to be embarrassed fanboying it so much the first time you met me, but, you know. <laughs> because we both weren't on YouTube that long? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Did you, did you guys... I might have been me? on by then. No? Did no, you? no, we weren't. Because that was like, what, in the fall? And then you and I both... It was like that December. Yeah, it was right like, after. Let's, yeah. We're like, we need to do YouTube. Yeah. So you guys rubbed each other with poison ivy? Oh, we did. more than that. More than oh, poison ivy. More than just nice. poison ivy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that, but this is, a, this is not an X-rated podcast. That's only for the, for the $20 patrons. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. <laughs> We need to start an after show. <clears throat> Dim the lights in the shop. <clears throat> oh boy so what would that segment be called don't Wood go Lube. there I already got like Wood four or five of them <laughs> yeah hey so Sedge mentioned something uh, on his trip that people are listening to the podcast and, and giving feedback I've the feedback I've received so far has been really good um, I mean there's obviously things that will get better with time which we've all talked about multiple times now but i mean everybody has been saying really good things so i i know the feedback i've gotten uh and i've talked to sedge a little bit ben have you gotten any feedback or, or talked to anybody about it yeah I've, I've gotten lots of um of instagram messages uh, a few patreon messages about how much people like it um and even even i have noticed how um how much we we, we continue to improve it every episode i feel um, and I'm, I, I probably listen to it more than ever, anybody else because I, I edit it, I make the content for it, and stuff like that. And so it's, you know, I'm always listening to it. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's getting a whole lot better. And, and the feedback certainly is proof of that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to apologize already, Ben, for this one. But my, I have one of the old Intel based, not old, but Intel based MacBook Pros, mm-hmm. the IBM. Um, yeah. Or Intel, yeah, whatever the chip. So my fan's running right now, and okay, well, just so you know, okay, well, I it's been running. You're gonna hear it. Oh, you can't hear it. I can't know right now. Well, I mean, last time you said you could hear my air conditioning running, which I think is total BS. I can't. It's a, maybe it's, it's a been low, my fan. It's a low hum. It could be I, a fan. It I could be your laptop fan. You. That's why you need to get a new M1 one. That's why I, I believe me. No, that <laughs> I don't want to go on this tangent, but because now I can edit anywhere. Well, when all of this stuff happened, when when all of this uh, the new M1 stuff came out, I bought the the Mac Mini, obviously, and it's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to do the laptop, but I paid four thousand dollars for this laptop. And when I went to go trade it in, at the time they were going to give me like eighteen hundred. The computer was like a year old, and I'm like, man, I mean, this thing is decked out like with everything Macs you could get at the time. And so it was a hard pill to swallow. And then I went and did it, checked it again. And now they want to give me even less because it's been like four months. But I am really definitely considering switching to one of those uh, M1 Macs. Yeah. I, just... I traded in my my MacBook Air. And I, I didn't get much for it, but it it lessened the blow. But now yeah. now I can edit literally anywhere. I just keep I keep all of my content on a um, like a really tough external hard drive. It's got like this big rubber foot around it, mm. and I can just plug it into my either my laptop or my my MacBook at home. Did you and get I, the bare bones new version? I got it's literally the exact same specs as my Mac Mini. 
the it's much faster same. isn't it oh night and day difference yeah i think i'm gonna do it you talked me into it and uh, that wasn't very hard like just <laughs> like with my go ahead Seth. make sure you get that big rubber thing for it <laughs> yeah i've got plenty of big rubber things rubber. i could probably always use for rubber. protection oh my god always, you always wear rubber i just have to take unless, it and, like wrap it around it the edge unless something. you're a raw dog Raw dogs don't wear rubbers. Where, where are we going with this? What's the topic tonight, Ben? <laughs> oh, my God. No. <laughs> this so, is, so to, this so is bring derailing. It, bring it back to the to the original point, Jason, or that little <clears throat> pin. Um, how you're saying, like, you felt, like, really disorganized. Like, I feel the same way, man. Like, I feel like, and, and Sedge, you know, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, too, but it, it I feel like I never have a grasp on things. Like I'm always reaching for straws. It feels like, whether that's, I mean, really just with with content and like YouTube stuff and and like all the different things that I'm trying to do. And so sometimes I wonder if I'm if I'm doing too much, uh-huh. and that's the and that's the reason why um, I feel like I I'm not getting anything really done because I because right now I'm running three YouTube channels. I'm editing the podcast. Um, I'm running three Instagram accounts. And so it's like, okay, you know, am I, cause like, I, I love doing all of it, mm-hmm. but it's like, I feel like that I could be, I'm not doing, what, what is that saying? Um, you know, you can either do lots of things good or you can do one thing great. You know, and so it's like, is my is my effort too too distributed? Is it is it too spread out? And that's why everything is just kind of okay. Whereas if I were to just kind of focus and nail down on one thing, you know, I could probably make um, turn it into something a little bit better than what it is. Or do I just kind of keep my nose to the grinding stone and and just try to figure out a rhythm? That will sound know. like me in the conversations that you've yelled at me for multiple times. Well, but the thing is that <laughs> is, I mean, it's, it's not like, I know, I know exactly what I need to do for each one of these, these different channels. Like I know what I need to do to grow them. It's just, I'm doing all three of them. You know, I'm mm-hmm. doing all of them. And I, like I said, I love doing it, but it's just like, if, if there's one thing I wish I had was more time in the day. Oh, yeah. You know, I wish I had a 50-hour day, not a 24-hour day. But I don't know. I think, <clears throat> I think the saying is, jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> master of none, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, <clears throat> yes, I'm a couple Do years Do you know the old. rest of it, though? What is it? It's a jack of all trades, master of none. But there's more to the saying than just that, which a lot of people actually leave out. What is it? And it, it kind of contradicts a little bit of what we were talking about because it, I'd have to I'd have to look it up to find <coughs> out the exact part. But it's basically well, talking about how it is. <coughs> excuse me. It is best. Hold on. You you could do your thought, and I'm actually going to find the entire saying because it, it's it's an interesting <coughs> thing to talk about <coughs> because you brought it up. So go ahead. <coughs> Okay, so I'll, uh, I've been there. I continue to be there, Ben. Um, <clears throat> there's a time in my life where I had so many distractions. Uh, 
But I, I said, you know what? I'm going to pare some of it off. And I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the best thing I ever did because one of the things I wanted to concentrate, uh, the two top things in my life are my family. And uh, that was about well, quite a few years ago. And I wanted to make sure I had a young family. I, uh, I, when I married Marianne, I, and I, she came with two of the most beautiful stepchildren. And uh, I wanted to concentrate on that. And I had to pair a few things off, and I had to concentrate. I really was getting back into woodworking. And mm. you know what? I focused on it. Now, the advice I can tell anybody is you really got to decide what, uh, or you have to get organized, and you gotta, you got to set the goals. I'm telling you guys this. You're in the Army, okay, or we're in the Army, and you got to mm-hmm. decide... You know, you, you got to set your goals, set your plan to get there, and get organized. Now, I'll tell you what, it's it's about being organized because I'm with you <clears throat> on managing a lot of different things, a lot of different mm-hmm. social platforms, and I keep adding to it, and I dig the heck out of it. Like, of course, you know this. I've done fe- uh, at fest, and I've created a spreadsheet for this, so I don't forget because I want to be the master of all of them. Uh, yeah, start Festool Fest Sedge. We have now Festool Live, and now we have Festool Shop Talk. It's a podcast, okay? Mm-hmm. But then I go and start this with two of my um, greatest friends, uh, Derek and uh, Chris, and I started Sedge Tool. But we also have, and I think you know this, we have a TikTok account. We have all these accounts, and we want to make sure that we supply content for all these different accounts in the Sedge Tool, whether it's sedgetool.com. And Jason has been coaching me a lot on this and how to organize our website and all kinds of things. But I have a, a list for that as well. And then now we're doing green suitors, and I don't want to fall short on any of these. So, yeah. I mean, you, we decided I typed up notes for this. Now, the other thing that I tell everybody about being organized and even guys at work will ask me, how do you remember everything? I write it down. I have Mm -hmm. four or five lists. I have journals. I journal everything. Um, I journal my workouts. I don't, I try not to miss a day. I'm seven days a week in my gym. Yes, it's in my house, but it's get, it's, it's writing things down. And I just, uh, Met somebody, and I'm going to call him out because I think the world of this guy, everybody should follow him. It's Ken DeCoste. Oh, yeah, he's great. He's unbelievable cabinet maker. He works with Nick at NS Builders. Hey, Nick, how you doing, buddy? You're the bomb. <clears throat> and uh, he... Uh, hey, did you tell him about our podcast? <clears throat> I did. The thing I want to mention about all of this is he has these killer journals with references in the front, it's called Hive. You guys got to go check these out. They're a leather bound. Cr- I know you. I couldn't believe you. You had these when we were talking this weekend. Write it down, and I'm going to use that. Those are going to be my journals for my uh, Sedge tool. And I just started using it today. He uh, gave me one at JLC, and I started writing down my outlines and how I want to do content for Sedge tool. Like I got this bow saw build coming up. And it's going to be multiple segments. I don't want to forget them. But when the guys come to the shop on Sunday mornings to shoot, 
I have my typed up lists of our shot list that day. That way there I could stay focused and guess what? We can knock this out in a few hours. It's, it's I, I, the best advice about being organized is write it down and make sure you set the goals where you want to be with your life. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that resounds with some folks. Uh, no, it, it does. And that's, um, so I guess what is, what is writing? Cause I do the same thing. I have three huge or four massive whiteboards in my bedroom. Yeah. And anytime something comes to mind that I need to get done, whether that's just in life in general, like something around the house, like, I write it down just for that reason because I now 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 I don't have to spend any energy trying to remember it. Correct. But the 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 challenges that I have are staying organized but still being a creative because um like that's I, I wrestle with that like you know how how to express my own voice in the videos that I make with between my different channels, mm-hmm. um, because it's it's not that like I I think it's very easy to to replicate anybody else, mm-hmm. but I, I don't want to do that because that's not working on me. That's not making the me better, you know. Yeah. Um, I got to be least, honest with you, I, I'm very surprised to hear you saying this stuff. Um, but, <laughs> because and you've you've made it known to me multiple times how you and I have had the same conversation over and over and over again about my business and a lot of the mm-hmm. things that you're saying are all the things that I've told you I feel and you have always been the the, the compass I guess is it for lack of a better word mm-hmm. that helps me get refocused I mean hell those conversations are why we're doing this podcast yeah and sure. to hear you saying this I, I mean, I'm not, I know this isn't to disparage you by in any means, but I just I actually find it kind of interesting to be on the other side of it, um, and, and I, I'm just I'm just surprised. No, um, so 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 let me let me let me clarify. Like right now, um, I, I've I have shot the same video twice with my live wire, which is it's it's just a video of um, like why I sold my old motorcycle and bought the live wire. That's that's what it's all what it's about, and I shot the first one, which which by by YouTube standards or by the content that is already out there, it's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with the video that I shot, right? But it's like but when I watch it, I'm like this is just like everybody else's. Like this is this is the same format that everybody else goes by, and then I. I was like, okay, well, I need to change it up a little bit because not because it's like I want to be different. It's just like that's just who I am. Like when I see everybody else doing the same thing, there's just something in me that that wants to go and do something completely different. You know, go ahead, Sedge. You know, what's really funny is I had this conversation when I was starting Sedge Tool with Mr. Bent. And there's a difference between, you may think, Ben, that everybody's doing the same thing. Jason and I built the same cabinets, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. But they look at it because of you. Mm -hmm. Okay, because you're going to connect 
I mean, we could do the exact same build, okay? It, but it's going to be different. Jason, how many uh, Midasaw yeah. stands are there out there? How many, how many <laughs> workbench builds? But people glom, people love, there's a just, you may, I may be holding the, you know, the, uh, the tool a little bit different. Someone will go, oh, I never thought of holding it like that. That's what I learned from Garrett Hack. And he said, I took this um, weekend seminar down in uh, Fort Lauderdale about 30 years ago. And he goes, hey, after the whole thing, he's the hand plane guy. And he goes, somebody told me you have a lot of hand planes. You know how to use hand planes. What did you get out of this? And I said, Garrett, it's the way you were holding the wood, the, the work on the bench. That's what I got out of it. It was my favorite mm-hmm. weekend seminar ever. So they're going to get stuff from you. You may think that you're doing the exact same thing as us, but you're not. They watch it for you. And... Jason, am I am I saying something off? No, not at all. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. Before before I say a couple of things, I wanted to go back to that comment or that that phrase. So it's actually a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. That is actually the whole mm. saying. Uh. A lot of people keep that out because they want to, you know, it, it's always driven home. A jack of all trades is a master of none. When in reality, it actually that's why I was saying it kind of contradicts what we're saying. The only reason I know that is because there's a thing on TikTok <laughs> and Reels, and it's like somebody explains that there's that there's more, and it's like always you know a backdrop of somebody like renovating their entire house, and, uh, which they're proving the point. But I just thought that was interesting when you said that; it made me think about it. Um, so, so let me let me say it like this, right? I I know the type of video that I want to make. Like I can see it in my head. Mm-hmm. My frustration comes in is that I don't currently have the skills to make it. To make that video in the way that I envision it right now, right in this moment. And that's where my frustration comes in because I could easily go and make a, a very um, a very simple video, right? And, and it, it would fall in line exactly with what you're saying, Sedge. That you know, you know, to to other people outside of me, they're going to get something completely different. Even though it may follow a very general format that maybe other people have, or I feel that that it follows the same format. Again, the, my frustration is that I want to make something in a way that I that I see it in my head. It's just I I don't know how to do it yet, and I, I guess my frustration comes in, you know. Do I continue to just pump out content in the way that I that I can do it quickly? It's like, and I, I'm really sorry for everybody because it's like I'm literally thinking as I'm talking right now. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, do I continue to make videos that I know will get the point across, but I'm not happy with that video? No, and it has nothing to do with views or likes or comments it's just as me as a creative person i don't i'm not going to enjoy that that movie like that making the video easily does not bring enjoyment to me making the video and that's and that's the thing though it's like like my my woodworking channel like i there are so many different videos that i know that i can make and it's you know that I know that I can make right now. 
But going back to what you were saying, Sedge, like you had a, a, a young family that you prioritize and maybe this is me kind of writing some old wrongs you know in my my previous um woodworking ventures where now i am prioritizing family first and i'm prioritizing jen first and so the videos do take a back burner to everything else you know because i like i'm a single parent like if the grass doesn't get cut like that's on me like i have to do it if the lunches don't get made that's on me i have to do it and so I don't know, man. I, I just, that's so sad. I just wish I had more time. You more have time. to let, uh, you have to let the feeling of, I need to get this done because I should be putting up content on a time schedule, cloud you and just stop worrying about it. Like if you're not ready to do it now, just spend three months making the video that, you know, learning how to edit the way that you want to edit or get your point across and just don't focus right now because clearly the content is not your priority. Yeah. So don't don't let the thing that's not your priority stress you out. And that's I think that is the that's the reason I'm just so surprised that we're having this conversation the other way, because I, I know every single thing that you're feeling yeah. like to a T. And the thing that you told me that really helped me out is like I need to refocus and prioritize the things that are the most beneficial to me. Yeah. the things that I really want to chase instead of just chasing 55 things that there, I mean, that's why my channel has been doing so bad for the last year. It's because yeah. I've, I've tried to do too you many different things. You I just know, make terrible content. I know it's just awful. <laughs> it's just the worst. And that's why every, that's why the world hates, uh, that's why the world hates Jason. And they write all these dumb comments. No, so it, I completely it, understand. But for me, our conversations helped me like, Ben, I made a schedule for my videos for the rest of the year. Like mm -hmm. that's because of you, right? Yeah. Because I was the one that was all over the place and stressed about time. And, you know, I just, if, if I don't have something, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to post it. And that's helped yeah. me with Instagram. It's helped me with everything. Am I seeing the growth? No, but guess what? If you take your time to learn those things that you want to make yourself different from everybody else, when you do finally get it, if you were able to, illustrate things in a way that nobody else is doing and meets your vision, not only will you be happier, but it might be something different than everybody yeah. else. So it might pay off in the long run. Yeah. No, you, you're right. And, and like, just as I said before, my priorities are my kids and it is yeah. Jen. Like they come before either. All, all where am channels. I in that? Where, where am I? Yeah. You're it's below Sedge. Me. You're below Sedge. Oh, so there's there's Jason. Wow. Let me, let, me, let me back up, and then then there's Sedge a little bit above, and then we're gonna jump up a whole lot, and then there's Leo and Nicole and Marianne, and then Capex and Sedge's other two dogs. I can't remember their names right now. Guinness and Dublin. <laughs> Guinness and Dublin. <laughs> yeah. And then there's Bella and Pepper. Mm. <laughs> no, it's joking. No, that's you know I I, I guess. I don't know. It's just like, I mean, I do have uh, my semester starts next week and it's just like, I just want to make videos, you know, like that's all I want to do. Mm. And it's like, I like, I, I hate the thought of like, I don't want to say slowing down because I have slowed down on video content. And like, 
you know, even though I haven't published a whole lot of videos, like I still edit videos every day. I still learn new things every day. I still am learning how to do things. And uh, I guess it just frustrates me that that it's not the priority right now, you know. But I guess I just got to suck it up for another eight months or so until I'm until I graduate school. No, yeah, I'm glad you just said that, right? Because that is exactly. I was just having this conversation with Nicole like a week or two ago, maybe a little bit longer. But you know, her and I had a big conversation about like Ben's woodworking as a business, and I need to start treating it as a business and not. Mm -hmm putting it on the back burner. Cause quite honestly, I did get to the point now where I was kind of like, Oh, I can just, you know, do stuff as I need to. And I'll take the time off. And then it's like, no, I start to feel this, this stress of like, well, this is going to go away at some point. This is going to go away at some point, you know, brand deals are not permanent. And you know, this, you know, this needs to be a priority for us. And at the end of the day, like, for the next year, I have all these things that I want to do. I have all of these things that I want to do. You both know where I want my business to go and what I want to specialize in when I retire. Mm -hmm. I cannot do it right now. Well, I tried. You know, I can't do it right now. So I know I need to put that on the midget stripper bar. It's not going to grow itself, Jason. Yes, it, I, it can um, wait. Good yes, ideas now yes, can wait. It will. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, it, yeah, will. it will. Yes, Jason it will. Jason Bent's Midget Stripper Bar. It's going to happen. Yep. Greenwood, Indiana, everybody. Come on down. Sedge's Bent Tool. Sedge's Bent Tool. Yep. <laughs> that was going to be the name of this, uh, of mine and Sedge's uh, YouTube channel. Sedge's Bent Tool. But in all honesty, though, like, just... For, forget about it for the next eight months you can't do it good you, yeah. you're the one that told me this and oh man i'm so glad i get to throw this right back in your face i, I love being you right now is this what it feels like to be you by the way <laughs> just condescending and just a total a-hole is this what it feels like oh my god <laughs> i'm just kidding i love you but oh let me let me say something a very a very smart man well kind of smart he was a cab scout but Oh, man, shots fired. Yeah, he told me, and now I really hope I remember it because this will all be for nothing. And I don't because <laughs> I just went off on a tangent there. What did you say before I went off on that little tangent? What? Like, I'm going to remember that. <sighs> Dang it. No, it, it, just that, that I, I know that I have to. Um, it frustrates me or I, I, it's I just want to oh. make videos, you know, and so I remember I that. I, for the next eight months, I have to stop. A good idea now will be a good idea later on. That's right. That's true. That's what you told me all the time. And that's why I'm like, you know what? Like you were the reason why I stopped pursuing the educational courses and all that kind of stuff that I want to do. It's a great idea. I don't have time for it right now. So what do I have time for? What can I control in the limited amount of time that I have? And that's what I'm going to focus on and put yeah. more effort back into YouTube and everything else. And so, yeah. It just sucks, man. Cause like I look at my, I look at all my channels every day and my um ben marshall designs youtube channel it it i get 10 subs every day yeah like i'm, I'm almost at 2,000 subscribers and when i released my last video i had just hit a thousand so i've i've gained a thousand subscribers not even releasing a video are you monetized yes so i think especially now in, in your situation you know going to school and all that kind of stuff like yeah, you're running three Instagrams, you know, and you're running three 
YouTubes essentially and doing the editing and doing school and all that stuff, you just need to prioritize which one of those are really, and one of them might have to go on the back burner. And if it's the motorcycle one for now, but riding the motorcycle gives you joy and happiness, great. Um, but if, if YouTube and that's generating revenue for you, which is actually something that you can benefit from, um, and then the green suitors trying to help grow that audience, mm-hmm. um, it might be something good to, to have there whenever I'm done. We'll yeah. See. And then, and then when you do build those audiences, you can cross, you know, you can cross, um, cross promote the stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I just wouldn't stress about trying to grow all three at the same time. I mean, I, one is enough, you know, let alone trying to do two, three, four, and actually trying to get growth out of it. But Jason, I, I got to pay off this G7 private jet that our patrons paid for. Oh yeah. my God. You know, I, I mean, I paid cash for my Ferrari. Thanks to the patrons. Thank you. <laughs> Sedge got a new Pica. Yep. Yep. <laughs> got a new Pica. Sedge, what's, what's, what's your take on all this, man? And then <sighs> we can, we can go on to the, to the main topic. Guys, God, we still have a topic. Everybody should. Everybody has been there, and I'm seeing you guys flip flop. Where now the the tides have turned, and you're asking advice from Jason, and I've been there with you guys. Oh, I, 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 take, I wasn't asking. Oh no, I'm gonna... <laughs> Oh yes, you were. But the thing God, is, that felt is, so good. Just this is life. Everybody gets yeah. overwhelmed. Yeah. Just, I tell everybody, try to chill. By the way, I've been there. I still, to this day, get overwhelmed. But I often think, or I take a deep breath, and I just chill for a moment. I walk away. I walk away from things all the time just so I don't get stressed about it. Because Mm -hmm. I know the path I have selected over the years has been true to my heart. And I'll tell you what. You guys have both said this. I know this of you. Your focus and your top priorities are your families, and that's what matters the mm-hmm. most. Okay, yeah. so just stay. You'll get focused, and then you'll get focused, and you'll go for a a jag for about five, six years, and all of a sudden, oh my god, I'm overwhelmed again. Just this is life. Just I tell people, just chill, yeah. dude. It'll happen. It'll just. We all go through it. Everybody goes through this. I bet you all the listeners are all like shaking their heads going, yep, been there, done that when we were talking just now. So that's my take on it. What are we doing tonight? Yeah. We are taking a topic from one of our patrons. This is one of the benefits of being one of our top tier patrons. The last clamp is what we call them because they're the ones that hold all this. The last clamp. They're the ones that hold this crap together, right? You can have all the glue you want. You can have clean cuts, but unless you don't have any clamps, it ain't going to hold together. Nice. So this this was one of our very first top-tier patrons. Um, it is uh, – I want to make sure I get his name right. Chad Hibbs. Yeah. Chad from Hickory Custom Builds. Great. And hey, Chad. he – so one of the again one of the benefits of being a top patron is you get to pick the topic of the show that we kind of boil down and discuss at ad nauseum, and I, I thought that this is a really good one. Um, and so Chad said, outside of shop size, what's one thing about your current shop that you wish you had or could change 
tools, layout, location, etc. Um, Jason, we know that you wish you had Makita instead of Festool, so oh, we'll just oh, kind of skip oh, over you. Oh, yeah, thank you. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no, uh, Actually, I, I think am it's I allowed really... to say that contractually? <laughs> I can't even joke about it, can I? I think it's a really great uh, topic, and so Sedge, we'll we'll let you go first if that's good with you. Oh yeah, for sure. So he has uh, notes for this. I do. So um, <clears throat> the the caveat is not shop size, correct? Yeah, it said outside of of, of shop size. What's mm-hmm. one thing about your current shop that you wish you could you had or could change? Okay, some quick advice to everybody right there. You can never have a big enough shop. You can have you can never have enough clamps. <laughs> right? Everybody says that. Those are That's true. Right. That's right. I mean, I moved into Absolutely. a 1800 square foot shop with my business partner and looked around and go, "Oh my god, this is awesome. It's cavernous." Now, we sucked up all the space within a week. Mhm. Okay, so yeah. that's that's my note on shop size. You can never have a big enough shop. But you got to organize your shop so you're not walking uh, onto the other side. Like I had a drill press on one side of my shop at one time, and I was constantly moving and walking back and forth. I try to organize my shop <clears throat> like a kitchen. You know, the, the golden triangle inside a kitchen. What's you that? Know, guys, you know guys what I'm no, talking about? Stove, I don't know what a golden refrigerator, triangle is. Sto- yes. Stove, refrigerator, sink and they should all be in close proximity that's your triangle okay okay when you're whether building or organizing your kitchen you don't want to take a lot i thought you were talking about like a kama sutra move well um you (laughs) You said yellow uh, triangle it's like (laughs) (laughs) don't get me going (laughs) why are you getting so red (laughs) Said, <laughs> oh, naughty boy. <laughs> you behave. <laughs> okay, so um, so let's get back to the topic. If I could change anything in my shop, Jason, what would it be? Oh, because you talk to Marianne about this every single weekend. Floors. Your floors. Yeah. And uh, I've been giving this a lot. I of still thought. don't know why you haven't got it yet. Well, I've been putting it off because you know I have a ton of stuff in here, and I don't want to move it. I know we've talked about it and stuff like that. Um, I have to schedule it, and it has to be the right time. I'm not going to do it this winter. I got too much going on this fall, so I'm looking toward the spring. Okay, but I got to rent some pods, put it outside, get a bunch of taps to move everything out. And I need to do it because right now I'm on concrete with, um, excuse me, several sheets of 4 by 8 MDF, which is basically 3.5 millimeters. I I got it at work because we used it in one of our warehouses uh, and they were throwing it away. So I hoisted it. It's worked great. Um, it's comfortable on the, on the legs, but, uh, <laughs> I'm constantly mm-hmm. here and there sanding it a little bit to get rid of some of the staining that comes up with it. I like it. It's comfortable. Yeah. It's light enough. If I can coach anybody, uh, 
A lot of my shops have had over the years light gray epoxy floors that because with these new American green light fluorescents, it will really pop. So I'm going to go with something like you have, Jace. I go every weekend. I'm over at your shop. Mm -hmm. You know, that floor is wicked. Uh, it's comfortable and it's clean. But the best part about it is you have there's the color of it because that reflects those fluorescents or those LEDs that we now have. And being at your shop, I have changed a lot. American green lights, LEDs are the, one of the best investments. Lighting, lighting, lighting. It's been night and day. I did the sidewinder um, to get rid of all my uh, garage um, door uh, strutting. It's I do high bays on my door. That was a huge, huge uh, a bump. But it's the one thing I have to do is the floor. You guys heard it here first. Sedge basically just said he wants to be like Jason Ben. <laughs> and so out of out of everything, you're welcome, else, for, you're welcome you for my friendship. You had me speechless there for a minute. <laughs> oh my god! But but Sedge, what is it about the floor that would that would really change like your shop? I mean, like why is that the one thing that? Like you, you, you want to have next, I guess. Like, what is it going to do for you? Um, it's not going to be my next, but it's going to be one of my. It just gives a clean look. It's, mm -hmm. but the, it's the reflectivity. My buddy Ralph uh, taught me that. He goes, you don't want to have um, a dull floor because you want that reflectivity. Um. Because you want a light floor, you wanted epoxy, he taught me. And that was the one thing I always remembered in his shop. It was so much brighter than any shop that I worked in. And I was just like, oh, why is that? He showed me the floor. He goes, it's the floor. When I moved in here, I painted the floor. I epoxied the floor. But I didn't think... One, one thing that I will say, though, about your shop with that flooring sedge is that it does give... It has some reflectivity to it but in a different way. And what I mean by that is when I go in your shop, like, yes, it's bright, but it also feels warm. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because of those floors. Um, and I'm the not saying brown. that to talk you out of it. Yeah, but it's just a different feel. Um, but I mean, I think like said, you, you've got so many tools that you've collected over the years. So I mean, I'm not surprised at all that that was that that was your answer or something along those lines, because I think it does become more of a creature comfort type thing, because you here's here's why I'm not surprised that that is one of your options. You love being in the shop and you want to love the space that you're in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is like how I am in my shop and why like. I painted the walls the same color as the interior of our home, why I put these lights in here, why I like to have nice cabinets and stuff like that. It's this is where I spend the most of my time. So like, yeah. I'm not really surprised at all. You know what I mean? I think that's a great, that's a great option. Because I mean, really, there's not many things that you need in your shop in terms of tools. That's for sure. Well, the nice thing I just did is I just turned on my Mr. Cool mini split. And that was another killer investment because I didn't know if it would keep up for heating last winter and it never skipped a beat. This is my, yeah. Marianne walks out here and she hangs out with me 
in the winter in the summer because I have the AC and I also have the heat. You want to make that space comfortable, and that's what I've done here. Mm-hmm. So since you brought that up, and this is kind of on topic, this isn't my option because I already have one, obviously, but I think said you got one, and, and you, let's see if you back me up on this. Out of all of the things that you could do to your shop, if you know it's a place that you're going to be all the time, how important and how much money would you be willing to invest in making sure that you have a good climate? Well, I uh, I started out with a, uh, it, for me in the winter time, um, and this is, that's a, that's a really good uh, point because there's a lot of cool things about it. <laughs> no pun intended. I had a, a little uh, propane uh, salamander that I uh, called a Mr. Hita. I sold it. And then uh, I got a more of a uh, convection propane heater. But the, here's the thing about the Mr. Cool I don't have to worry about now. It's spraying in the wintertime in here. Because when you have those heaters, you got to be so, so careful if you're spraying lacquer. So um, I think it is very important to be comfortable in your shop. Because guess what? Now you want to be out there. I added a, a three-car uh, or 756 square feet of home because my shop is my home. This is the first time in my life I've had a, sh- uh, a shop at the house. I've always had um, a shop away from the home. Right. Boy, it's nice walking out here at 2 a.m. when I get an idea in my head and I can work it out, you know, if I'm not sleeping that night or whatever. I just I, – if I'm rolling around in bed thinking, ah, oh, I can – what if I did this? I said, oh, the hell with it. I just walked down to the shop now, and it's so awesome. I, uh, but here's the thing. Yeah. Also, I've taken a lot of the stuff I've accumulated over the years and threw it into a three-saw garage. I mean, three-car garage. And uh, <laughs> Three-saw garage? you got woodworking yeah. on your mind. <laughs> yeah, and it's, uh, it's a lot. Like, I am paring off some stuff, believe it or not. I uh, sold a, a sharpening system this weekend. And guess what? I did it on Craigslist, and I met a really cool guy named Rocky over in Brownsburg. <laughs> he uh, nice. he's a hell hell of a woodworker. He retired dude, you know. So, uh, I I look at things sometimes in the shop, and boy, I'm a tough one with this guys. I look at something, I go, oh yeah, I haven't touched that for about three or four years. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to sell that, and then all of a sudden I go, uh uh-uh. uh. As soon as I sell yeah. it, I'm going to need it. We talked it. about think, that last time. I think we talked about <laughs> it, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, Sedge, so the reason I asked that question about the, the climate control, because you brought it up, and I'm at, I, then I would like to go last uh, on this question if I could, because I'm actually okay. still having a hard time figuring out, but I want to share a, a problem that I've been having over the past week or so, but because um, it relates to this topic. But looking at it now, I want to bring this up because Sedge has climate control. I have climate control. And uh, Ben, yours is in your uh, basement, correct? Yeah, I, I don't need it. So no, it's I naturally cooler the, down there, right? Yeah, and, and I have a fireplace down there, so I don't have to worry about it. So my, if going into a new shop, I think this is the one thing that a lot of people will take for granted and not think about and think it's not that important. <clears throat> but any, sh- <clears throat> excuse me, any shop that I build, because we will not stay here forever. Matter of fact, we'll probably move within the next 24 months. Um, when I'm looking at my next shop, 
One thing that I will be willing to really, really invest in will be the climate control. And the reason I say that is because, yeah, the Mr. Cool's great. It's very affordable. But I get a lot of questions from people and they ask, hey, which which uh, which BTU unit do you have? Do you think it'll do a good job in my shop? It's mm -hmm. X amount of square feet. And it's kind of frustrating sometimes because people have this this uh, misconception that, oh, if I put a mini split in my garage, it's going to make it good. Well, if you don't have any insulation, mm -hmm. uh, having a mini split is like putting a, what is it? A, a Band-Aid on a, what's that saying? Amputation. Yeah, yeah Band-Aid on the amputation. Like it's going to run constantly and it's never going to be as effective as it would. So like it doesn't just stop with a mini split. That is one of the most, if you're going to be out in that shop a lot, especially if you're doing this as a business, I would invest more money initially in the climate control than I would dust collection. Yeah. And I just, I want to bring that up just because it, when Sedge mentioned that, I think it's a great topic for this conversation. It is vitally important because if you don't enjoy the space that you're working and if you're not comfortable, you're not going to want to be out there. Correct. And that is the greatest the greatest thing I put in my shop with all of the modifications because in the wintertime I'm warm and in the summertime I am cool and it is just absolutely absolutely phenomenal and it is worth the money and it is worth getting insulation uh, to make that space comfortable. And, from, and also, Jason, I think people look at a mini split and they think it's really hard installation. It really isn't, is it, Jason? <laughs> No, not at all. Not if you know Jason Benton. With, with, installed mine. In all fairness, yeah, with the Mr. Cool. Uh, I'm not yeah. advocating for somebody to go buy like a Mitsubishi and try to do it and pull the no. lines and all this other stuff. But um, there are affordable options out there. And I mean, heck, I've been here for what, a year and a half? Yep. And things still runs just as strong today as, and I, now that I said, I'm knock on wood, right? <laughs> now it's um, it runs it runs fantastic. And I'll tell you what, if it breaks, like I will not even bat an eyelash. I will get another one. I will buy another mm -hmm. unit uh, and immediately get it installed because I understand the value. And I just think that's very, 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 very important uh, for a shop. Yes. So, Easy installation. Sorry, it's worth every single penny. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, those are really good points, Jason. And, and Jason, I think that for, at least for me, you really kind of hit the nail on the head where, you know, like this is, this is your space, you know, like you should, you should want to be surrounded in your space, not because of what you do in there, but because the space is yours. And, you know, like I said, you were talking about the floors and how you want to be bright and reflective and cause mine are still bare concrete and it is. And like, and my, my ceiling is exposed, but that's because I had to tear everything down like it does feel really kind of drab in there. Like it's not a very bright space. Um, it's an unfinished basement at the, at the moment. And, um, and not that I, I still enjoy being down there, but I think that I would, I would love it more if it were like complete or at least the shop part of the basement were complete, but I have to, I have to get the flooding situation solved first. But, um, those are really good points and, and you know it's it's purely cosmetic but at the end of the day like you know that just like you guys said those that's your space you know you want to be comfortable you want to enjoy being in it even if you're not doing anything so i think those are really good points um for me 
you know, in chat, I'm, I'm going to cheat a little bit because I have, I have a practical um, th thing that I would want to change about my shop right now. And then one is uh, a little bit more long lived. And, and Jason knows about this one tool that I've been wanting for the last probably two years. Uh, the first thing is I need to get a rip blade. Uh, I've been ripping uh, lumber a lot. And I think I talked about this two podcasts ago where I'm, I'm building Jen a door for her uh, her bathroom. Still having trouble finding or getting a hold of one of my local dealers. Uh, I've gone by their shops for the last week, but they're just they're just not there. I don't know where they're at kind of annoying but um yeah i ripped some some red and white oak uh a few days ago at, at least at the time of this recording is this for your ts75 yeah for the ts75 and um i had to i had to make two passes because they were i think i planed them down to 70 70 millimeters and i tried going full depth and it just it like it could have kept going but it, it was starting to burn the wood and so I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll do 35 millimeter passes and which, and it worked flawlessly. Like, even though I made two passes on each, uh, rip that I made, I think I ripped them down to 35 millimeters and, um, there was no, there was no rip line whatsoever. Like they came out perfectly parallel coplane rips, which I was really surprised by, but, um, <laughs> Hey, I'm sorry. Before you go on, you need a ripping blade for your TS-75 or a cross-cut blade? Ripping. 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 The ripping blade comes with a TS-75. No, 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 no. no. no it it's comes a 36 with, tooth. Yeah, I need Oh, a it's more of a general tooth. purpose. Yeah, I need So a, he wants the panther blade. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. Continue, please. I'm sorry. No, but I mean, like, I was so surprised that it came out perfect, that that it was a, a co-plane rip, you know? The only That's reason shocking. why I want the wanna, festival performs well. The only reason why I want to, why I want I almost would have never guessed that. For those of you that are listening, Sedge is really freaking out. Sedge, explain <laughs> your reaction. Uh, uh, is it Tommy Boy? Oh no, the bears! Yeah. Oh, hitting my chest. The bears. The <laughs> bears. bears. The bears. bears. Oh, you the guys bears. are killing me! I was surprised it came out good. Oh, I just I know I'm I'm with you, Sedge. I'm just being funny about it. But like, hey, listen, can I can I comment on that really quick? Absolutely. Okay, so I was down. I'm going to call him out because this guy is so cool. Down at Indie Urban Hardwoods, uh, Brian, and he was having a problem with his 75, and he was filming me because I had to cut down something, and I was doing it in a single pass. His blade, I did it, but he goes, he's going for a single pass. I see everybody do multiple passes. A, he had the wrong blade on there. I still did it mm -hmm. in a single pass. Okay. And two, that blade was dull as snot and dirty. Okay. Mm -hmm. So clean your blades. But he, so when I went back, I showed him the rip blade. Because I went and I tuned up, I grabbed it and I said, "I'm taking this with me back to Festool. I'll get, I'll get it down to you." He goes, "I use this all the time." I go, "I'll have, I'll have this back to you in a couple of days." Uh, the toe of the saw was out, 
and it wasn't performing as it should because he had dropped it a few times, like we always drop tools. Mm-hmm. So you're right on with that, Ben. You need the ripping blade. You can do it in a single pass, and it'll come out absolutely perfect. Sorry, and, and I had that thought a thousand times. Oh no, and and I had the thought that I should probably clean the blade, because mm-hmm. um, it has been a while since I've cleaned it. Yeah. Um, but you know, and, and I say that I was surprised that it came out clean and and coplane with the parallel guides, the guide rail, and the mm-hmm. TS seventy five with the general purpose blade, only because I know that I've, you know, when I had a rigid fifteen twelve or whatever the, the big table box saw is. Um, I would rip boards on it and they would come out, you know, chattered or, you know, off kit or whatever. Um, but it, I mean, it just, it was like, it, they were, there are literally flawless rips mm-hmm. and I'm not exaggerating. And I, I put it in my stories. I should probably make a post cause I still have these rip boards down in my basement. Um, I mean, they're, they're flawless. Like, and that's, that's what just blows my mind is just how flawless they are. Um, but I just, I wish I had a rip blade so that I could have just done it quicker. That's the only reason why I want a rip blade. And so that I'm not, you know, doling up my, the only other blade that I have. So I'm probably going to pick up a Panther blade tomorrow. Um, but the other one, and you guys, what, what are you shaking your head about, Jason? Nothing. What are you shaking your head about? Nothing. I sent you a text message. We're, we're recording, though. What's the other thing? Oh. Okay, so what is what is the one tool, Jason, that I almost dropped a lot of money down on to get shipped over? Festival table saw. Yeah, the CS70. So <laughs> I've I seen have one a, before. Yeah, I've, well, I've seen one, too. <laughs> Sedge, have I you know. seen one? I know a bald Eskimo I have has one. one. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a I have a friend. She just got stationed in Italy, and um, I want to say she's on a two year assignment. And so, whenever she gets like six to eight months um, away from moving back, because this is her last duty station, she's retiring after that. And so, for those of you that that don't know, when you're in Europe in the military, your stuff gets shipped at no cost to you. And so you you typically have a weight limit, but yeah, she's a, to a certain weight, yeah. Yeah, she's she's single. She doesn't have any kids or family or anything like that. So it's just her. So she has a um, she doesn't have a whole lot of stuff. And so I was like, hey, I'm gonna talk to you in about 18 months, and I'm gonna order a tool to come to your house, and I want you to put it on in with your stuff. And she's like, all right, whatever. Nice. So yeah. So in about 18 months. Um, I, I want to get the CS70, even though. Go ahead, Setch. I know what you're gonna say. Go I ahead. just threw one away. It was up on the mezzanine, and it was just taking up space. <laughs> I wish I knew. I just threw it in the crusher dumpster at work just to get rid of it. And there was a bunch of dominoes sitting Domino's, on top of it that he had to throw oh, away oh, first to throw away the some, table saw. You yeah. put some DF500s in there too, didn't you? Oh, yeah. All kinds of stuff. No, a couple track so saws. Just sitting there. Yeah, just. Just sitting there collecting dust and just <laughs> got to get rid of it. You guys got to clear inventory. You guys know but my no, stick. Um, Chad, to well. answer your question, <laughs> man, I, we're, we're not phased by it anymore. 
Um, Chad, to answer your question, I, I, even though I can completely get by in my, I, or I have gotten by in my shop without a table saw, um, I've built every single piece of furniture in my house, um, and I've never used it uh, a table saw for any of it. Uh, everything has been done with parallel guides, a guide rail, and a TS-75. Those three things you can do anything a table saw can do for the most part. Um, but there have been so many times where, again, it just comes down to time. It's like, man, if I had a table saw, I could just knock this out, you know, quicker. Um, but I don't know. There's just something about the CS70. Like, I just love it. You know, I'm, I everything I have in my shop is pretty much festal with the exception of my, my thickness planer. Gross. If if Festal made a thickness planner, I would have a Festal thickness planner. I was I was so proud of you until you bought that. <laughs> I had no other choice. No, you had you could buy a hammer. At least it's European. It's <sighs> a lot of money. But um, you look quite yeah. stoic there. Do that pose again. Thank you. Do that pose again. Oh. No, no, Jason, look, look, look. He's oh hammer, 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 hammer. hammer. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I see a 70. I, I, I just want one. I, I don't, wanna, hey, you know what, Ben? I, I, I can't fault you for that one because no, I'll wait until and love it. I'll wait till it's my turn. Why? Do you want to get rid of yours? You want to sell your table saw? No, I do want to talk about it though. Um, and then the, the other thing, and this is more of a, of a big one, which is I really wish that I had, um, asphalt that led up to my because i have a walkout basement Ooh, i really wish one. i had i really wish that i had asphalt that led up to it because anytime i have to bring uh stock goods or lumber to my basement i have to drive through my yard and it would just be much easier if, if i had like an asphalt driveway that that went straight to the road which i don't have so that would be the other thing that that i would want to have but those are those are my three things. Even though Chad only asked for the one thing, but I, I wanted to Chad. He just that. wanted to be uh, better than the other two of us. No. Showstopper. Right. That's right, Jason. We've all waited. This is the, this is your moment to shine, buddy. It's every day, all day. But um... <laughs> oh, we're this still is working. a yeah. <laughs> We still recording? Is this mic on? Um, this is a hard one for me. And I've been thinking about this for days and I'm, I'm having a very difficult time coming up with something because most things are usually based around size. And I'll get into that in a second. But there's a couple things that like come to mind immediately. One of them was the climate control. The other one was every single place you put an outlet, I would make it a quad outlet and have two 110 outlets and two 220 outlets. So no matter what outlet you're at, you can have the opportunity for both. That's a mistake that I made in the shop. Um, and I considered it at the time, and then I was like, no, I'll be all right. Um, outside of more space, man, it, it's, it's difficult. So I have an obsession with efficiency. I have an obsession with 
trying to put things into a place, the less things I have to move in order to use something, the more successful I think I am being. And I'm bringing that up because that is always something that I have tried to, like efficiency and shop layout. First of all, I don't think there's any such thing as having the perfectly laid out shop for anybody because not one, your interests change, your skills change, your business changes, um, the different things you're making changes. So there's no perfect layout for everything. So I just want to make that clear. Um, and I have changed dramatically over the years. And one of my things with coming back into this shop was, okay, I'm in a 20 by 30 three-car garage, which is on the smaller side of a three-car garage. While it is larger than my previous shop, I don't feel like I have any more space in here that I did in my other shop. And the reason that is is because the bigger the shop you get, the more tools you put in it. And if you have more space, you're going to fill it because you have that space. And if you don't fill it, you feel like you're wasting that space. And I think it's years down the road that you get to a point where you can kind of go, okay, I understand the value of that space and I don't want to fill it. And so now I find myself in a position where, okay, I'm in an environment that most other people are in. And I'm not talking about size. I'm talking about a garage. Because I would say that probably 90 plus percent of my audience, your audience, uh, Ben and your audience, Sedge, they're not working in you know gigantic shops. They're working in a garage. Mm-hmm. So my goal and the way that I try to do things is always based on how can I set something up to where I have to make the least amount of movement in order to utilize all these tools, have them hooked up to dust collection to do whatever. And I've gotten it to to the point where on the rare occasion, I might have to move my my router table if I'm doing something really long. And if I need to use my drum sander, I pull it up. Those are two tools I'm okay with doing that because I don't use them very often. But when it comes to my table saw, my joiner planer, I don't want to be moving those things in order to utilize the tool because I use them so much. My assembly table, I surely would not want to move my assembly table if I to use it, right? And for me in my shop, everything revolves around an assembly table. This is the heart of my shop. Everything I do starts, ends, is built. Uh, everything is done on my assembly table. Like my, my table saw is definitely not the heart of my shop at all. But now I find myself, the reason why this has been so difficult for me to to come up with an answer is because over the last week, I've really struggled with a new tool that I got. And that is the overarm dust collection from Harvey. And so the issue that I'm having, the, the layout that I have right now with the cluster of the table saw, the band saw, the drill press, and the joiner planer combo, all kind of in this centralized location, is fantastic. I love the joiner planer where it is because I'm taking boards from the assembly table, running them through the joiner, putting them back on the assembly table. Same thing with the planer, assembly table, planer, assembly table, planer, assembly table, planer. It's all right there. It's all so easy. I don't have to move, right? So I'm like, this is a success. Well, then I got the over overarm dust collection from Harvey. What I didn't know, and this is my own fault, is that that overarm dust collector is designed for a 52 inch table specifically theirs. However, it is compatible with multiple table saws, Grizzly, Sawstop, uh, Harvey, there's probably a couple others. 
And so the issue that I'm having is I have a 36 inch table saw. Well, guess where the rest of that space is? It's to the right of the table saw. And so now I have this uh, bar that comes out and it does affect the use of my joiner planer combo unless I move my joiner planer combo, giving me less space somewhere else. So I say all of that to get back to the point of that's why this is hard for me to answer because my immediate answer is I wish I had more space and this would not be an issue at all. Um, so I, I can't, I don't really know what I would necessarily change minus the electrical part, but I, you're always going to find yourself in a position, no matter how big your shop is, no matter how long you've had a shop laid out a certain way, you're constantly going to be identifying things that are going to make you question what you're doing. And this is a perfect example. Like, you know, I, I mean, I, I've, I've thought about chopping this thing down. I mean, this is steel and cast iron. This is a very well-built uh, overarm desk collection, but I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to use it. I want to test its uh, capabilities. I want to form my opinions on it, but at what cost, Am I going to do that? Well, then of course, Nicole comes out in the shop and she makes me realize I'm overthinking it. And she's like, well, just move it out of the way if you need to. I'm like, okay, thanks, honey, as usual. <laughs> um, but no, she really did. And she kind of like brought me back down to earth and was like, well, if you can swing it forward, why don't you just swing it forward for when you need to do that? But, but then again, that goes back to my, like where I'm so passionate about. And that is putting things in a position where you don't have to do that. So when I have to do that, it's very tough for me. And I know that's silly, but I'm I'm trying to come up with really good solutions that might help other people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's not about the way I work. I want to like, this is why I put this here. And this is, you know, this is why I put it here. This is the benefit. This is what I'm able to achieve. And then that might help somebody else. And so when I have to do that, like, oh, I have this in my shop. Well, now I got to move this. And then people are going to be like, well, why did you put that in your shop? You know, like mm -hmm. if it's a pain in the butt. And so, but I don't have enough data yet to formulate any sort of opinion. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the, you know, the, the, the bottom line is like, if I had more space, that'd be great. But guess what? If I had more space, I'd have a much larger layout. And then I would just be putting more tools in there because I have more space and I'm going to run into this issue again. Mm -hmm. Um, so all of this has led me to actually start looking at the layout of my shop. And, and that's why I wanted to talk about that because one of the things said like shop layout, all this other stuff. When I, I really thought that I had this dialed in, right? I thought I had this dialed in and it takes me back to my experience when I was, when I was still in Georgia, uh, I went out to go visit Jay, uh, and, Matter of fact, I think it was the trip that I went to go pick up the CNC machine. And I remember sitting with him and he was like, hey, man, let's get on uh, SketchUp, you know, because he's so good at SketchUp. It's disgusting, really. It makes me sick to my stomach how good he is and how much I suck. But he Just lays like out. My, right. Exactly. Um, oh he lays out my shop in like eight or nine configurations in like an hour. And I looked, I just wanted to hit him in his face, right? Because <laughs> I was just like, I would still be trying to build the first cabinet on a, a miter saw station. And he just like throws all this shit in there and moves it around. And I'm like, wow, you are a jerk and I love you. And 
it was really, really interesting. This is important. And I think that this will help a lot of people. It's really interesting to go into that meeting with him with an idea in my head on what I wanted my shop to be and walk away from it completely different than my original ideas because I was able to look at it, see it, hear another person's perspective. It was totally eye-opening for me. And there's a lot of good software. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to use SketchUp. Uh, matter of fact, a bench, Benchtop Woodworks, I think, on Instagram. Uh, matter of fact, he's in the military. And um, yeah, I think it's Benchtop Woodworks. He offers all kinds of like cool stuff. He has like a PowerPoint presentation that you can like, he has all these mocked up scale things. Like you can put your shop size and move all this stuff around. And I would suggest anybody does that because, or something similar to that, because until you actually see it, you don't know. Until you actually work in it, you don't know. And so now I find myself in a position where I've spent all this time setting up this shop and I might completely change everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I know Sedge has been doing this a lot lately too. Yep. Every single, I, I go to Sedge's house, what, every other week Yep. at this point, and you come down here every other week. Yep. Every time I go up there over the past three months, something is different. Because you've started, you've, you've been thinking about things, especially now that you're doing video content. Uh -huh. What would set up better for teaching somebody else, for shooting video, for doing all these things, got these new lights, all this stuff. So it's, it's constantly changing. There's never going to be a, you know, a perfect solution. There might be things that you hone Thank in you. And, and yeah, there's never going to be. One. Thank you. You're always tweaking layout to maximize 100%. your efficiency. Right when you think you get it dialed in, that's boring. You always want to save yep. those few extra steps. So you think, okay, I'll just move this over here. You're, uh, I, uh, Big D, Derek, who's in the videos with me, he's always trying. He goes, I only want to do it once. I start laughing. You want to talk about getting overwhelmed. He's, <laughs> yeah. He's getting overwhelmed. Jason, he loved it when you gave him his uh, that miter saw stand that you had previous. He went right to town on it and set it up. But I looked at him and he's going, now I'm working on this. I go, you're always going to be working on your shop as well as building stuff for the house. Absolutely. So it's, it goes back, Ben, right when we were talking about earlier. People get too overwhelmed. Yeah. And you want to make that space when you walk out as efficient as possible. Jason, I think when we were talking, I'm going to say one thing. That overarm uh, dust collection is extremely well built. I was blown yeah, away super nice. <laughs> when you could actually swivel it out of the way that easy. And I could, the, the way you have your setup in your shop. Towards me versus away from me. Yeah, I know. That's, That's what I really like about it. I remember uh, when the, and I was telling you. You can do it either way. But. When that Beastmeyer uh, overarm uh, blade first came out, there was a lot of tweaks that you had to do to it. But it was stationary. It didn't move. So I kind of freaked out when you could move it. That's all I have to say. Sorry, interrupted you. No, you're fine. I mean, I feel like I probably rambled on there for quite some time. But I guess I don't really know if I gave him an answer other than the electrical part and the climate control. But, you know, in terms of changing something about my shop besides size, I'm, I'm happy with my shop. I'm happy with my space. Um there's just there's some layout issues and, and I, I just keep finding myself wondering could it be better because 
it is mind blowing how much of a difference moving something three feet can make. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely incredible. Um, and when you're in, a, when you're in, like uh, Chad actually has a pretty good size shop. Like he has a really nice layout as a big shop, so he's got plenty of space. But when you get into these smaller space areas, like th- there's never going to be a perfect solution to like. Well, what if I need to rip an eight foot board? I need to have eight foot on one side, eight foot on the other. Like, no, you really don't, unless you're ripping eight foot boards constantly. Otherwise, put it in an area. You know what I mean? So it's, it's different for everybody. You have to make concessions unless you have a hundred by hundred square foot shop. I, I guess the walk away would be, and just based off of what you're saying, Jason, is that don't ever, don't ever block yourself into something that you can't get out of. Right. You know. Um, don't, don't ever make a decision that you can't reverse or revert back to in a few months because, um, I mean, just how you're saying, like, you know, things, things are always kind of changing and evolving and, um, yeah, just, just don't paint yourself in a corner when it comes to to shop layout and stuff. Correct. But, but like I said, I, I think that that was a, a great topic and I think that it's, I think that it's something that that everybody kind of kind of struggles with and deals with and and you know like what am I going to get next what's going to make me better because we all have different focuses um of like what kind of guides us in how we set up our shops and stuff and so like you know Jason like you're you're all about efficiency I'm all about saving time and you know Sedge is about how comfortable his feet feel on the floor right 100% you know? And how good he looks in his lighting. And Jason, right. I think how one close of the things fridge you is. need in your shop is more hands. Is a life size picture of you. Is more hands. A, card, a cardboard cutout. Oh my God. Sedge. First of all, to answer your question, no. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh Patrick, if you're listening, I will put a headlock on him and give him yeah, some keys. Uh, uh, Patrick might come out uh, while Nicole is gone, possibly. Um, also Chad, Chad, the one that did this uh, question, he might be coming down to visit. So if he does, we're going to go out and eat some wings. Hopefully um, we get a poker game some Saturday night up in Detroit. Yeah, that'll happen. Um, Sedge, I want a life-size cut out of you in my shop. At least your face. Well, I, I swear I will put it up in the backdrop of every video. Called Fat Heads? I want a full yes. I want to. I want a sedge fat scale, Well, full to scale cardboard cutout. That they contacted me, fat heads, and they wanted to use my natural size head for the fat head. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You shouldn't. No, no. You should have No. I, did I ever tell you I had a? Um, I'm gonna do it. You can't stop me. Years and years ago, uh, at, at a store I was working at in Fort Lauderdale. They had this uh, stand-up poster of Norm Abram uh, with his armor arm hanging on um, the new Yankee workshop sign. They threw it away. So I went out back and grabbed it. I put it up in my shop and tacked it to the back of it. So when I opened up the garage door, sometimes I'd go, oh, jeez, it'd scare me. I had a life-size thing of Norm Abram. <laughs> so I'm out to dinner years and years later, and... Uh, I'm sitting with Norm at dinner, and the crew of this old house, and Marianne was there. And you know what she said? Because Norm was sitting between Marianne and I. Do you know Brian? 
had a life-size cutout of you in your shop? And Norm goes, because he calls me Curly, he goes, Curly, <laughs> really? <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Oh, but it was funny. Yeah. I wish that I could learn how to, uh, Ben, maybe you should try to figure this out for me. An entire video. I want a little miniature sedge sitting on my shoulder no. and everything that I do. No. That would be awesome. We need some. No. We need a green screen for that. <laughs> no. Do we? We need a big, a big green screen for that. Whatever. But we could totally do it though. Oh, that'd be awesome. Whatever. What sedge? I'll bring you some more uh, subscribers over to Sedge Tool. Oh, how nice. Either that, or maybe maybe one of the listeners or one of your followers is good at three D modeling. We could just do a little three D oh, model. Oh, for sure. For sure. Ben, you know what time it is? Hateful comments. Everybody hates Jason. Wait, hang on. Hang on. Everyone hates Jason. That's right. <laughs> I, it's Nicole my favorite segment. Nicole it's my favorite segment because I hate Jason. Yeah, oh Nicole and I were listening to episode two in the car the other day, and I was like, hey, so episode two, I don't use the voice. But episode three, I go right back to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's back. It's back. It's back. It's back with a vengeance. I've got two. Okay, let's hear yeah. them. I don't have any. I don't have any this week. Any good ones? So the first one is on my biscuit joiner versus festival domino, and let me set the stage Man, for everybody again. Again, that's a yeah. hot one. The point of this video was to highlight what the difference, basically, between a domino and a biscuit, uh, domino joiner and a biscuit was, because that was the most common question I was getting at the time. This was, I mean, this video is old, right? This was back when, you know, Festival was still the F word, kind of. Um, and so everybody wanted to know, you know, like, well, couldn't I just do that with a biscuit joiner? Well, no, you couldn't because it's not the same thing. And here I'm going to show you what the difference is. <laughs> let me let me just read it. God, I hate, I hate and love this segment all at the same time. All right, here we go. Did anybody else notice that the first domino slot that was shown was anything but horizontal just after he say it lines up just right well look again he quickly wow. puts his hand over the rear of the joint to hide the fact that the joint was not lined up i had to smile about that one <laughs> i'm not done <laughs> it gets better and just to be clear, I had to what, smile. What mean grammar? What, what mean grammar? What just, mean English? Just to be clear, just to be clear, I read these exactly the way they are typed. So let me, re, let me recompose myself. Okay, here we go. I'm going to continue. <laughs> this is so hard. <laughs> okay. Here we go. I has used <laughs> biscuits and dowels for years. I'm not doing it in the voice. I have looked at the Festoon Domino many times over the years. I have never been able to justify spending that amount of dosh on it. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to use cryptocurrency. Doge. Yeah, I think so. I didn't know Festival accepted cryptocurrency. Was it Doge <laughs> or Doge? Then he says, <laughs> have another watch of the, of the video. Four minutes, 35, 
4.35 minutes through the video. Comment on what you see. All the best. Be lucky. It's like yeah. it's like he tried to sweeten it up at the end there. All the best though. So oh, all this <clears throat> negative stuff. All the best though. Wow. So what happened was what had happened was, um, I was just showing one cut with the dot or with the uh, biscuit joiner to show what it does. Right. It's a it's a blade that spins and it goes in. You put this biscuit. In. That's what it does. Yeah, that's exactly what it does. <laughs> I, I heard it does that. I've never seen oh. it myself. I love um, it when people call says, it bi- Bisquit. Bisquit joiner. <laughs> Bisquick joiner. It's like uh, pancakes. Bisquit. Why you would work. Bisquit. So um, when I did the domino, I just did one domino, and it was like a five-inch long, two five-inch long scraps. I just plunged it in and then you know, put the two boards together. And where the two boards go together is right in the center of the piece. So they line up perfectly. And you will see that the front and back are slightly skewed well because they're just two scrap pieces of wood and so it was just frustrating like if i would have put one on the front and on the back it obviously would have been perfect but that wasn't the point of the video so mm. some people just just get too hung up on stupid things some people just need a biscuit joiner but they just need a biscuit joiner i spend way less dosh on that um <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm getting silly I'm the sorry. last <laughs> I can't help it. But no, it's this is great. This is good <laughs> podcast content. Oh god. The the second one, this is gonna give Ben this episode, Ben, if you don't have tons of interesting, funny clips uh oh. for IG promotion, there's something wrong. <laughs> yeah. So this one comes from How to Make Shaker Doors. The first video I ever posted, it's and like still your- to this day. Gets lots of it's first video I ever posted that did really well for me. It changed yeah, my channel. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember actually, that one. I actually love that video. <laughs> it was really I remember, good. I remember teaching you how to do that. What? <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh, <laughs> so this one, this guy says, "How to make sugar doors, dude? I make cabinets, and you are giving out bad info to inexperienced people that will get them hurt." You should be using a router table to cut your channels out. Really? Really? Because the router's, you know, just so yeah. much more safe. So much more safe. You don't have to worry about a kickback saw. on a router table. You don't have to worry about anything. Anything bad. Yeah. Just a bit spinning, you know, at, at a ridiculous amount. And what if somebody doesn't have a router table, guy? Like that. I hate. YouTube, Ben. <laughs> well, Jason, YouTube. People, YouTube. people are done. It's like, really? Uh, just going. This goes back to the conversation that we had. I can't wait. To, I have like two or three more tool videos that I'm going to be releasing this year. Like already scheduled. Two of them are oh, actually I scheduled. One. I can't. One wait. is another one. Oh my god! I can't wait because one of them I'm actually doing a video, and it's just. 10 ridiculously expensive <laughs> tools. And but it's just going to be. You need to title it like 10 tools you can afford today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just watch people's heads explode. Ten, I, should, I should title it 10 tools that if you had, you could do that too. Oh. 
You guys are cracking me up, man. Oh, man. I've got so many ideas. Because people love it when I do tool videos. I mean, they really do. Like, they always do well. People like it. And I'm in a, well, it, I'm in a, a good position where searched... I do have a lot of really cool tools that everybody wants. So why is, not make is, videos about them? The thing is, is when you do a tool video, you're actually helping somebody make a decision to, to actually look at it further because of your insight yeah. and we could do the same thing on the domino all three of us and they would get great hits mm -hmm. and great views because we all have a different insight on it uh, people just people are looking to pull the hammer on it buying the domino mm -hmm. and or not buy a domino and stick stick with the biscuit so the biscuit the biscuit, biscuit joiner yep the biscuit joiner so and and I'd be a hypocrite. I started out using a biscuit joiner, you know, and I think it's a great tool. I think, but it, I but think just about everybody does. There's a it's not true long grain to long grain adhesion like a domino is. It's a real piece of wood. The domino. So I'm not going to lament on the domino versus the biscuit joiner, but it is. If you want to find out his opinions on the biscuit joiner versus domino, go to sedgetool.com. <laughs> I'd have or to get sedgetool on YouTube. I'd have to get a biscuit joiner, which I don't own. Yeah, biscuit joiner. I'm pretty sure Patrick, loaded by Dragonfly, he calls it the biscuit joiner. He's a marine, though. Yeah. yeah. He is a marine. Maybe. Whatever. Crayons for oh, so funny story. He wrote me last night. Uh, we were talking back and forth last night. He's going to love this when he hears it. And he said, <laughs> so Jay, Jay Mouter, uh, Mouter Woodworking, the one that he works at uh, Woodpeckers, and he lives... Uh, Patrick lives like right down the street from Woodpeckers and uh, <laughs> Patrick and Michelle went and helped Jay recently with uh, getting ready for like a little craft fair and so I saw it because Jay like posted a bunch of really really nice stories about it and a post about it was really nice and I told Patrick I was like yeah Jay's actually coming down here I think on uh, the weekend of September 11th and uh, he was I said he said he said something like yeah we helped him Navy guy and so I wrote back to Patrick and I said, yeah, it's probably nice to have uh, so much in common with somebody. And he did not like that very well. <laughs> oh, good times. I love ragging on Marines and Navy and oh, Air Force. Man, and basically so anybody easy. that's not Army. And basically so anybody that's easy. not Army infantry. It's too easy to do that. Yeah. All right. Well, gentlemen. I really feel like this is this is a really good podcast. I appreciate yep. I appreciate those insights and they get better each time. I just That's love hanging saying. out with you guys. This is fun. Yeah, I think you it's know. good. I, I think I might spend a little bit more time in the shop this week. Yeah. I was just talking to somebody about that the other day, and uh, they were asking like he's kind of falling off a little bit on the on the content side of it. I was like, yeah, but what I can say, I've noticed a difference since we've started doing this podcast. Yep. You, you can tell that you are more motivated to get back out I, there and, and do stuff, which I think is look, awesome. This is, this is a hack that I have for myself, which is I am what I consume. And so the more that I consume woodworking content, the more that I want to do it. Like I'm so full into motorcycle content because that's all that I've been consuming the whole summer. But, you know, after our conversation tonight, um, you know, I, I might just put it on the back burner until I'm done with school. Um, cause like with my kids going back to school full time now, I haven't had that in over a year where it's like, mm. 
I have the house to myself during the day. It's, you know, they were always there, or, you know, half the time they were there because of their school schedule, but now they're back full time. And so I have all this time back now. And so, and some of it too was like the lumber prices were ridiculous, stupid. And, but I don't know. I, I think motorcycle channel might, may take a, a seat back. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's going to have to with the weather. Yeah, I mean, it, like it, it will. You know, the the winter time is my best woodworking time because I just can't ride. Mm-hmm. So. Right now, just enjoy being on it. You know what I mean? Just enjoy oh, riding it. Get some absolutely. video. Save it for the future. Mm-hmm. You know, bust your chops on the on the other channel that's actually making you some sort of profit. Yeah, I think um, that's. And when you have some more time, yeah. you know, focus on it. When you get a little bit more more creative experience, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I or, agree. Right. Do you want me to do right, the then. outro? No, outro. I'm, I'm going to do, I'm, I'm do an outro. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll do a pre-recorded, so we don't have to worry about it. But um, really, Sedge. Sedge. All right, Jason. Well, actually, you can go ahead and do it, Sedge. Or Jason. Go ahead. No, I, if you're going to do a pre-recorded one, I only have one thing to say. Well, it's just it's only going to be a call to action. No, it's totally oh. fine. I want you to do it. I just have one thing to say before, you, uh, before we give it over to Sedge. Yeah. The guy Mike Coffee. Mm-hmm. Screw that guy. <laughs> I'll bet you ain't right. Oh, okay. Jason, you, can't, you can't just create a Thug Life video. Thug Life. Just, you can't just create it. It just happens. I love the my universe, coffee. The universe begs it into existence. So. If, if, if Mike Coffee and I were both single and we could have a man marriage where we both... <laughs> We both joined shops and just lived with each other as a couple of dudes and ate chicken wings and built woodworking furniture. God, that'd be the life. Well, until that happens, Sedge, where can we find you? <laughs> SedgeTool.com. SedgeTool on YouTube. SedgeTool on Instagram. SedgeTool on TikTok. Festool Sedge. Festool Live. Festool Shop Talk. We're on Spotify looking to get on Apple. We're all over the place. Come visit. Thanks. Jason, where can everybody find you? God, yeah, you had to start with him, didn't you? I'm going to sound like a chum. Start with the best. Bent's Woodworking everywhere. YouTube, Instagram, <laughs> my website. Yeah, Sedge is just... I mean, hold on a second. Do we have another hour for Sedge to tell everybody where you can find him? <laughs> Yeah, baby. Clearly, Ben, you and I are doing something wrong. Clearly. Hey, Ben. All right, Ben. Go ahead. Where can we find you? Because now you have like thirty-seven channels. Well, you can find me and only me on uh, at Ben Marshall Designs at Instagram and YouTube. Also, Adventures on Zero on YouTube, and I run the Green Suitors social media accounts, but. We just want to thank everybody for all of their all of their input yes. uh, thus far. We really, really do appreciate everybody's positive feedback and, and critiques uh, for how we can make the show better. Thank you so much to all of our patrons. We literally could not do this show without you guys. Chad, thank you so much for providing the topic yeah. for this Thanks, episode. Chad. I thought it was a, really, thank a you, really great one. If you, the dear listener, want to... Um, recommend a a topic for us become a uh, a $20 patron the last clamp patron 
and uh, we'd love to take a topic of your choosing and turn it into an episode just like this one. And so uh, until then, we will see everybody in the next episode. Awesome. Thank you so much. Later. Bye, guys. Hey, this is Ben, co-host and editor of the Green Suiters Podcast. This episode is over, but if you want to hear more topics like this, head over to patreon.com forward slash the Green Suiters Podcast for early access or listen to each episode for free wherever you listen to podcasts.